So over the weekend, I'm reading some news stories, watching the news, watching some news channels. And I looked at my wife and I said, how crazier can this world get? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of the program, Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've got a number of news stories I want to share. These are short to the point, just to give you kind of an idea of what's going on around us. And I think we need to really pay attention to a lot of what is going on around us. We can't hide anymore. We can't just stay in our homes or hide in our churches or hide in our basements or whatever the case may be. It's time that we confront this world in which we live. We may not win the battle. We may not even win the war. But the church and Christians have never been called to be silent about the conditions around us. If all we're doing is hiding away from the evil we find in the world and the craziness of this world, the insanity of this world, the evil of this world, and we're not sharing a message of good news, then we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing. Now, before I get into some of these news stories, just want to let you know a couple of things. Number one, my wife and I had a wonderful weekend this past weekend. Sometimes getting out and visiting with fellow Christians, even of other denominational groups, is is a wonderful experience. We had some time over the weekend to to visit with um, a different church body than mine. They had a special event on a Saturday, and then we joined them for worship on Sunday at one of their churches not far from where we live. And it was nice having this opportunity to to share with other like-minded individuals. Now, let's be honest. We live in a post-Christian, post-modern world, no matter how you cut it. People, well, to say post-Christian in this country, the United States, is really an understatement. In Europe, they have gone literally pagan, atheistic or pagan. And the Christian influence is pretty much down to a tiny percentage. In all the, what would be called the Anglophile countries, you know, like the United Kingdom, uh, Ireland, Scotland, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Spiritually, they're dying if in some places not totally dead. You know, I think of cities like Christ Church in New Zealand and how many Christians are left in Christ Church, New Zealand that actually pray and believe and are followers of Christ. Probably very few. And the same is increasingly happening in the United States. It's no longer just the, the cities anymore that are that are disintegrating before our very eyes, morally, spiritually, and even infrastructurally in some cases. Look at cities like Detroit. Look at cities like New York, where crime is no longer, well, no longer met head on. And what you have today are people 
that are evil who are in power because there are very few, if any, consequences for their evil actions. If you watch television news, you've probably seen many a time somebody just walking down a street in some one of the five boroughs of New York City and just punches somebody, trips somebody, stabs somebody, injures somebody. And you find out the person that committed the crime has been arrested numerous times, but released with no bail. Cities like Detroit, that at one time in the 1950s was one of the biggest cities in the United States of America with great jobs in the automobile industry. Beautiful churches and even cathedrals in their downtown region and even their suburbs. Detroit has shrunk. Much of Detroit needs to literally be bulldozed in because it is uninhabitable. It is a derelict. It's a wasteland. And it's getting worse year by year. And it's also, as we learned in 2020, a place, Wayne County, In Michigan, you can't trust the vote count. A lot of funny business, when you look at it, occurred in that part of Michigan. And don't get me wrong, I I have a lot of friends in the state of Michigan and some that are from Michigan. Those that live in the rural areas, the Upper Peninsula, these are some of the finest folk I've ever met. Even had friends that had left the Detroit area. They had jobs and they couldn't wait to leave and move when retirement came because they watched their their city just crumble and disintegrate and turn into a, an evil cesspool right before their very eyes. And so it, it's in that vein that I enjoyed spending some time with some Fellow Christians, like I say, even though not the same denomination as me, it didn't matter. Heard a wonderful message. And part of the reason I I met with them, they have a church building not far from where we live in Virginia that is currently vacant. It was a small church, and over the years it had aged out and there's another church just north and another one just south, and you know people kind of gravitated toward the other churches. And to me, when I see a church building dormant that really can't be used for anything else, a little bit of, you know, did a little bit of research. It's in a nice, quiet neighborhood. It can't be used for commercial it would be too expensive to convert the property back to residential, way too expensive. And so there it sits with the electric on, ready to go, ready to be used. I can remember telling myself that I'd gotten to the point in life, was there one more mission church left in me? Well, maybe there is. And so we will consider that possibility over the next couple of weeks. I always enjoy any opportunity that I've been given over the years to to speak or preach in churches of my own background and denomination. And even I've even been 
privileged to speak in other churches outside of my denomination to bring the good news of the gospel. And I just realized that even in this rural area of Southwest Virginia, kind of the Bible Belt, there are a lot of churches here, you recognize quickly that a significant number of people are no longer involved in church for a number of reasons. Maybe they weren't bought up by the baby boomer parents they had in the church. Many baby boomers, you know, got lazy. And then the next generation, Generation X, their their kids, uh, they're allowing little children to make their minds up about church. And of course, lazy children rather watch television and stay home. We are in a post-Christian culture. And I want to do what I can for, for God's kingdom. Now, let's get back to some news stories. I saw this one, and this one is I'm going to just fly through very quickly. And just to give you an idea where my mind is at with some of the stories that are going on. Voting machines. Some of these digital electronic voting machines are, are a concern to me. We saw what happened in some of the what are considered swing states, close states, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia. And a poll worker who was wiping down one of the voting machines after the primary election in Colorado noticed that there was a a message on the screen, USB device change detected. Now, this machine is used to mark ballots electronically, was taken out of use, and an investigation was launched. And this message raised concerns that a voter had tried to tamper with it by inserting some kind of off-the-shelf thumb drive. Now, this incident, though it was not successful, should be an alert. Number one, why is there an open USB port that a voter can even see? How can you have a piece of equipment so poorly designed that somebody could actually try to insert some kind of a thumb drive? Dominion Voting, who makes a lot of these machines, is busy trying to sue people that have challenged anything about them. And one of the claims that they make you know, they, they talk about, you no know, the, the lies about Dominion has damaged our, co- our company and our reputation. And, and they talk about, you know, they, they've, they have all these defamation lawsuits out there, including Mike Lindell. And they say that in state after state, the post-election reviews show its tallies to be accurate. Well, here's the problem. And it all sounds good. If you're a leftist and you're a Democrat, you just scream back in, a, in my face saying, well, they did the recount. Well, you're recounting the same fraudulent numbers over and over and over again. Of course, you're going to get the same result. It's not going to change. If you have fraudulent numbers that were created, you're going to keep counting the same fraudulent numbers. The same is true with these Zucker boxes, as they get called, where, you know, Zuckerberg from Facebook spent $480 million of his own money to influence the election of 2020, which should be illegal. I mean, if I spent $400 million, of course, I don't have $400 million to promote 
ways of getting conservatives to vote, I'd be in violation of federal election law and they'd be coming after me. But no, Mark Zuckerberg, he gets a pass. Hey, we put all these boxes all over, you know, certain areas in the Atlanta, Georgia region and people are just coming back over and over again and dumping in ballots. Same person over and over again. And we're supposed to believe that it's all legitimate. Well, once again, if those ballots in Georgia, for example, they decided in places like Fulton County, we don't have time to verify signatures. So we'll just count them all. Throw the envelope out. Now we have a bunch of tainted ballots. We don't know which ones are legit and which ones are phony. And you keep counting the phony along with the legit. You keep coming up with the same fraudulent result. Let's put this in perspective. The entire election of 2020 in the presidential race in the United States came down to about 30,000 votes in five states. Just a handful of states, 30,000 votes. And we know the mega thousands of votes four, five, 10, 20 times the size of the margin in Georgia that we don't know their legitimacy. The same is true in parts of Michigan, in Arizona. But see, once again, if you're using these Dominion voting machines in Dominion, you can, I, I'm, I'm just saying, this is my opinion. You explain to me how if the machine distorted the vote on the, on the outset, how are you going to go back and know what the real vote was? You're counting the same fraudulent numbers electronically over and over again, and you're going to get the same fraudulent result over and over again. I don't understand why this is so hard for some people to believe. So keep that in mind as we go into the 2022 election. I see stories where Democrats that were all down and outers not long ago Oh, woe is us. We're going to lose the House. Might even lose the Senate. Oh, woe is us. We might even lose a few state legislatures or houses or or governorships. Truth is, they're beginning to sound more optimistic, which to me is a red flag, especially coming from certain locations, people, and states, those that would know what efforts are being done to taint the election. Hey, coronavirus, part three. We'll see. You watch over the next couple of weeks. Now, got another news story I want to share with you. And and this one, I'm just going to preface this by saying, I was born and raised in New York State. I will just say that. Because it's true. I mean, nothing much I can do about it. That's the circumstances of my birth. I was born in October, the night that Hurricane Hazel hit New York City area in 1954. Place for adoption by 1955. End of 55. And lived in Long Island in a time when living in Long Island was wonderful for kids in the early 60s. And then our family moved to a small town in upstate New York. And that's where I graduated high school. 
And I ended up after school going on to a tech school and then college. And then I just ended up in the South and it seemed like a great, great place to live. But there were times in the 1970s and even early 1980s, I considered maybe moving back to New York because I liked the state. Um, there was good money to be made in broadcasting in a bigger city. I liked the four seasons back then. I'm old enough now where I'm kind of not wanting to see snow much anymore. But New York has changed so dramatically since 1980. In these 40-some-odd years, New York is not the same state that I remember. I used to love New York. I don't hate New York. I don't hate New Yorkers. But I dislike what my state has become. I dislike the evil that they let run loose. And some of the things that are coming out of the mouths of their current governor, who's a candidate for election, Kathy Hochul, who is from western New York, an area that normally is relatively conservative, except the immediate Buffalo area, which is where she is from. You know, many of us thought that um, Andrew Cuomo was a person lacking in character and decency. Governor Kathy Hochul makes Andrew Cuomo look like Saint Andrew the Pious compared to the rhetoric that comes out of her mouth. Just listen to what she said recently about conservatives. I mean, they represent about, oh, I don't know, 5.8 million voters in the state of New York. And this is what she had to say about anybody that holds on to anything traditional, anything decent, even anything truly Christian. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. you feel the love coming out of her mouth as she speaks to the voters of the state of New York and she tells a significant number a little under 50 percent which is one of the problems in New York State it's just under 50 percent to tells them just to get on a bus go to Florida leave get out get out of town and then even in Florida you have Charlie Crist who's the Democrat candidate in our state of Florida. And there's an individual that you really need to examine closely. He was at one time a Republican running as some kind of a quasi-conservative. But what he really is, is rhino establishment to the max with a bunch of Democrat overtones. And he switched parties. He's an anti-Trumper, anti-this, anti-that. And even he, even he was saying to the people in Florida, 
If you want to vote for a Republican, you're a hate-filled person and I don't want your vote. Well, good, you're not going to get it. You know, I want you to go back to 2021 in Virginia with the race in Virginia. And I want you to remember what was said then that destroyed the election for the Democrats in Virginia. I mean, Terry McAuliffe should have won. I mean, by all rights, when you consider Northern Virginia, Richmond, Newport News, and that area, there are going to be enough votes to pull a Democrat over the top. It's a purple state that leans blue. But see, Terry McAuliffe made a huge mistake thinking that everybody thinks like the folks do in, you know, Loudoun County. I mean, he doesn't get around the state enough to understand that Virginia is not Alexandria. It's not Loudoun County. It's not Richmond. It's not Newport News. There are a lot of very hardworking individuals living all over the state in more rural areas. Areas that don't have a very high crime rate. Areas where people get along. And he pretty well alienated them by saying, you know, it's none of your business what the schools, the public schools teach your children. It's none of your business. They want to teach critical race theory. That's what they're going to do. You have no say-so. When he made that statement that parents have no say-so in the raising and the education of their children, that's how the governor's chair became red here in Virginia. And I'm, I'm hoping that in Florida, that Charlie Crist has made the same mistake as Terry McAuliffe by alienating people that do have some values, that do have some concerns about education and the direction of their state that might have leaned Democrat, I'm hoping and I'm really praying that he has angered them sufficiently where they will not vote for him. For someone like Kathy Hockle, to say that if you don't think like her, you can't be a New Yorker is sick. It's evil and despicable. I'm from New York. My father was from New York. My mother is from New York. I mean, I, I have family that was up there for ages. And there was a time that I too could say I love New York, but I can't say that anymore. I worry about New York. I worry about the direction that it's gone in these past 40-some-odd years. Post-World War II New York and Long Island. Families starting up the baby boomers. Little towns like Levittown, Westbury, Hicksville, Manhasset, others were wonderful places for a child to grow up. Many excellent schools. But where are we now? The schools have gone woke in the state of New York because of the state legislature, which is Democrat-controlled. You've got a state that is single-party run, has some of the highest taxes in the entire United States, 
And there, there, Kathy Hockle is just, you know, complaining about all these evil conservatives. Well, let me let me tell you something, Kathy, little girl. I'm going to call you that because I am older than you are. I was a New Yorker long before you were born. And I can remember when New York was a decent state. You and your party have turned New York State into a sewer. An overpriced, overrated sewer. And you dare tell the people that are the producers, get on a bus and go to Florida. Hey, South Carolina would be happy to have you. Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, I tell you right now. A lot of places in Georgia. Maybe it's time you leave that overrated, overpriced sewer behind. And I say that knowing how much I loved the state of New York and how much it meant to me to see what has happened to it is just breaks my heart. It's a beautiful state run by ugly people who have ugly hearts, anger, no real spiritual life in them. In the case of Kathy Hochul, Yeah, she claims to be some kind of a good Catholic like a Nancy Pelosi and a Joe Biden. They're phonies. They don't believe in what their church teaches. They're all pro-abortion. They're all frauds. They're spiritual frauds. There is no such thing as a pro-choice Catholic. If you are, then you have separated yourself from your church. I'm not going to debate the good or the evil or the bad or whatever about the Roman Catholic Church. I'm just saying that you're a, you're making a mockery. If you don't follow that one line, you are not of the Catholic faith. Whether it's Roman Catholic or any traditional Orthodox, when I say Orthodox, I'm saying Biblical Christian. And so to say that the era of Zeldin and Molinaro, there are two congressmen, just jump on a bus and head to Florida. Well, you know what's going to happen if your 5.8 million productive voters pick up and leave New York? Your state will go bankrupt. It'll be crime-ridden, and the whole state, the whole city of New York will look worse than Detroit. So will Long Island. So will Westchester County. So will Albany. So will, so will Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. They'll look, they'll look awful. To be like bombed out cities. But you want to know something? Evil always destroys everything in its path. It's just what it does. Now, in a few minutes, I have got a few more stories now that we've left the state of New York behind that are going to make your blood boil. It did mine. Once again, I've picked on New York. I can pick on a lot of other areas that have gone woke and I hope go broke. But there's some real evil out there coming for your children. There's some real evil out there in the media. And I'm going to share, and also in education, I'm going to share a little bit in the next segment from their own mouths, what they are saying on social media. I'm not going to read it. You're going to hear it in their own voice. This is the battle in which we are in. And part of the 
the best way to win this battle is to, if you have children or grandchildren, you have any way to homeschool them or get them into a Christian school, get them out of the state-run moral reprobate institutions. I know there's some places where the public school may still be safe, but they're getting to be few and far between. Even in some red states. I'm going to share another story if I have time today about some of the evil in red state schools. Hard to believe that in a couple of days, the month of August will be behind us. Can't believe it. Where's the time gone? It has been a difficult month for Truth to Ponder. And we certainly could use your help to stay on shortwave radio. I know we're growing as a podcast, and I'm looking at ways to help grow it more. I need your prayers, and right now, like I say, your financial support. Would you consider, and the address I'm going to give you is still going to be good for another three weeks at least, if not longer, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And on that same line, you just put the number 3248. That's number 3248. That is our secure box. And about every week or so, they get all the mail to catch up to me because we were doing so much travel and selling the one home, we did, I didn't want mail to get lost. And the city is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. 32536, that's Crestview, Florida. 32536. Hopefully by the end of this week or the week after, I'll be giving you a different, more permanent address where we will have more control of the mail. It's very, it's been a wonderful system we've been using. And I'm thankful that it was there for us during this time. But it also means sometimes significant delays in the mail catching up. So just so you know, we'll be talking about that. But listen, if you're going to send anything this week or even next, you can use the address Truth to Ponder 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 Crestview, Florida. Zip code 32536. The website truth2ponder.com. That's truth2ponder.com. There are ways to support us from there. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Life on the screen coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Gahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. The problem with much of television and entertainment and all those things, much of the media, is that when you spend so much time of your life in front of the television set or in front of entertainment, your life becomes removed from the front of the television set and it gets transferred into the back of it or behind the screen. You see, the more you spend watching, the more you determine that nothing's happening in your life. That the action is on the screen, not your life. The story is out of your life onto the screen. What you're doing is you're sidelining your life. You're putting your life into the realm of an audience. And all the stories on the screen and in your life, nothing's really happening. 
you know, Messiah didn't say I came so you could watch life or watch a, a shadowy depiction of life from the sidelines. He said, I came that you might have life. See, the noise and the lights of media and television is nothing compared to the, the glory of living the real life in Messiah. But to do that, you have to stop watching a shadow of life and start living the reality of life. You see, it's an adventure. To serve the Lord, it's exciting. It's a joy, but it can't be watched. It can only be lived. Stop simply watching life. Stop sitting on the sidelines and start living it. Get on the field. Start playing. Get on the field. Start walking it, breathing it in Messiah. Because life like salvation is not a spectator sport. Want more? Ask for Don the Mantle. Now, the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome. The mystery, the temple doors. You'll love it. It's our free gift to you. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all these things free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. And you dial it. That's it. Anytime. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed with your gifts. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Yeshua-1. The Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and also reached people from every tribe and tongue. Well, it's amazing. The most amazing way, the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel through shortwave radio. Make your life touch the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Alechem. Get off the couch. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Monday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A couple of very quick things as we come into this segment of the program. Once again, I would, I'm going to ask you to pray for me. This radio program, I love doing it and I plan on continuing to do it, God willing. But also... There's a part of me that wants to plant one more church. I'm working with other clergy around the country in places like Texas, California, Georgia, Virginia, to plant some churches very soon. And I have decided to even do my part and start one. I don't think I'll stay its pastor for long. We'll have to find somebody else in time. But we need to be developing communities of Christians. So keep me in prayer for that if you'd be so kind. One thing I forgot to mention, I just happened to think about this uh, during the break. I've been talking about Governor Kathy Hochul in New York, you know, telling all the conservatives and Republicans and traditionalists and Christians to basically get on a bus and go down to Florida. What they may end up doing is taking their cars and selling out the real estate, closing their businesses, and bringing them down to Florida. And and Kathy Hochul's forgetting one thing. New York State, over the past several years, has lost one and a half million people. They've lost congressional seats. Take five more million away, you may lose a bunch of congressional seats that'll go to a conservative state, which would tip the balance of the House of Representatives 
if more conservatives would flee places like New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, you'll end up with more conservative states with more representatives. Not a bad idea. So maybe you ought to consider it. Uh, It's cheaper, by the way, than living in New York. I can tell you that right now. We have a home in Florida and also Southwest Virginia. You sell that house, oh, I don't know, in anywhere within 50 miles of Albany, you can buy two or three or four houses here in Southwest Virginia. And when you see the yearly tax bill, you'll think that's your quarterly or monthly tax bill, but it's a year. Just just something to keep in mind. Now, this story, this story comes to us from the state of Washington. And this is about an 80-year-old grandmother who has been banished and banned from her local YMCA after she demanded that a transgender staff member who was overseeing a group of young girls during their bathroom time be removed from the girls' or women's locker room. Now, 80-year-old Julie Jamin, she's a resident of Port Townsend, Washington, has been, oh, since like around 1980, told the Port Townsend Free Press she was concerned the transgender staff member was watching little girls as they undressed. Jamin heard a male voice. That's what it sounded like to her. I know it sounds hateful. How can you dare assume it's a male just because it sounds like a male? That's what we're being told. This is the kind of reprobate world in which we live. We can self-identify to anything we want. If I want to say that I'm a girl with a deep voice and I want to go into girls' locker rooms to watch little girls change their clothing, that should be my business, not yours. Now, see, Julie Jamin has been coming to the YMCA for quite a long time. And and she does a routine swimming exercise. And this happened back in July. And she didn't understand. She thought this was a guy. But it's allegedly somebody that is transgender. Now, as Julie Jamin explains it, the locker rooms feature communal showers that feature little, if any, privacy. Each shower stall features a light curtain that, as the Port Townsend Free Press puts it, doesn't provide any shield from the eyes from others. And Jamin was startled to hear a man's voice while she was showering, and she turned to see four little girls and the person that she firmly believed was a man. So let me share exactly what uh, Julie Jamin had to say to the YMCA and the news media. She said there were gaps in the curtain, and there I was, naked with soap and water on me. And this guy was right there very close to me. And then I asked him, and this is what she said, do you have a penis? And he said, that's none of your business. And that's when I told him, get out of here right now. Now, 
What are the YMCA? And remember, YMCA, what does it stand for? Young Men's Christian Association or Athletic Association. Yeah, I think Christianity has been kicked out of the YMCA ages ago. It's turned woke. It's not the YMCA I remember from 40 and 50 years ago. The YMCA's aquatic manager then reportedly told Jamin that she was discriminating. You can't use the pool anymore, and I'm calling the police. What a reprobate. Jamin said she was stunned. She said, I can't even remember if I dried off. And she left. The aquatic manager was near the facility's entrance and once again had a clash with Jamin. And during this this confrontation, another, another reprobate YMCA employee told Jamin she couldn't leave. Why can't she leave? Adding the aquatics manager echoed the sentiment. Jamin then reportedly said to both employees she was going to contact the police, which she did later filing a complaint. In an obtained police report, Port Townsend police officer Mark uh, Tenernis said that Jamin had an emotional response to a strange male being in the bathroom and helping a young girl take off her bathing suit. Now, here's the problem. However, as the police investigated is revealed, another person had called him about the incident saying Jamin was refusing to leave the YMCA, which is not true. And then told them the transgender staff member was in the bathroom with a child in a day camp. And Juliet asked if this individual was male by, do you have a, you know, appendage? And started screaming at her to get out. The formerly Christian YMCA's marketing and communications manager speaking with the Post claims Jamin wasn't banned for this incident alone, but rather her repeated violating of the Olympic Peninsula YMCA code of conduct. In other words, you can't challenge a man in a girl's bathroom. Jamin has a list of previous offenses at that location. Yeah, in other words, she wants decency and honorable things. You can't do that anymore. You know, one of the things that this employee, this transgender reprobate, claims that this woman was cursing at them. And she said, let me tell you something. This is what Jamin said. I'm an 80-year-old woman. I was never raised, and neither do I ever talk like that. Now, I'll tell you, reprobates do talk like that. They drop F-bombs in every other sentence if they can get away with it. The Free Beacon added the protesters gathered outside the YMCA after news of Jamin's ban broke. And, of course, the YMCA says, but some of those that gathered outside are all in support of her ban because we're a reprobate society. Come on, people. This is Washington State. you got Democrats running it running it into the ground and turning it into a sewer. This is a world in in which we are now living, where even the Young Men's Christian Association has been consumed and overrun by demons.
Now let's move on to the state of Illinois, which actually in many ways is a very nice state. I've been to Illinois a number of times in my life. But the problem with Illinois, because of Chicago, its politics leans to the left. And that influence gets into the collegiate system and into the classrooms, even in, shall we say, smaller town Illinois. In this case, it's Troy Middle School in Plainfield, Illinois, a town about 40 miles southwest of Chicago. Now, here's an Illinois middle school teacher, and she put a video out and to, you know, to her fellow, you know, shall we say leftist, and she admits, and she recorded this in her classroom, no less. I've seen the video. She routinely lies to parents about what she is teaching children. Now, this should be a warning to parents, even in where you think the schools are still safe. And it's a roadmap of hers. It's dangerous, anti-American, and it's a perversion of our public school system. In this, shall we say, self-congratulatory video, this smug teacher went on about how she purposefully lies and excludes parents from being informed when any student claims to be transgender. Listen carefully. I may or may not have ruffled some feathers in today's team meeting. So here's the situation. We've got kids that are trans in our classrooms and they are feeling safe enough around us, feeling safe enough to share that this is how they feel around us, okay? And there's a particular student that has been brought up in team meetings and the reason being is because their parents do not know that they are trans. Okay, so I speak up. I throw in my two cents and this is what it was, okay? I said, should it matter to us what we call students as long as they're learning, right? So I said, you know, I, I respect their name and their pronouns and I use them in class, but because their parents don't know, I even say this to the students, I say, I'm going to have to use your legal name and pronouns when addressing your parents, okay? And this usually, again, strengthens the bond, the trust bond between me and the kid. But then one of my other coworkers chimed in and it was a, got a little heated. The take was, you know, if my kid asks you to use a different name and pronouns and then you don't tell me, you're not honest with me, you don't tell me that that's what they're doing and they've told you that I don't know, I would be pissed. If your child is legitimate, a transgender child, um, and you force people, as a parent, you force them not to affirm that and not to call them what they want, you are now putting at higher risk whether or not they may do something harmful to themselves. And I don't know about all the other teachers out there, but I abide by the same oath a doctor takes. Do no harm. And the meeting was slightly depressing because one of my leaders said, hey, there might be a law that comes down that says eventually you could get sued for doing that. And so I, uh, I contemplated that for a second, got stressed out, and then thought to myself, well, that will be the day that I exit teaching. Now, the last thing she just said 
does give me a little bit of optimism. Notice that she said if any laws were passed or policies changed, she would have to exit teaching. She needs to exit teaching today. There's plenty of jobs open at the 7-Eleven. You don't need to be destroying young children with your woke post-millennial strangeness. And she's a member of the faculty at Troy Middle School in Plainfield, Illinois. Now, what does this tell you and I? Many Christians, they'll vote in the presidential election. They'll vote maybe in a gubernatorial election. But how many how many Christians actually take the time to research the candidates that are running for something as vital as a school board? School boards are a taxing authority in most places, and it's probably one of the largest parts of your county tax bill. The schools. Some places, they're two-thirds of the budget. But we don't know who these people are. We just, you know, kind of go along or don't don't vote, don't come out for special school board elections or school elections or bond elections. You don't even know who these people are. But there they are. And maybe like in Florida, where in a few, few unexpected places like Miami-Dade County now has a conservative majority on a school board. Things are going to change. You know, if you don't vote in a school board election, you're going to get this kind of stuff happening in your school, in your town, in your red state. It's not just blue states or blue cities. These these evil people are working their way into every school system in the United States for the purpose, the purpose of indoctrinating your child to a leftist, anti-Christian ideology and confuse sexuality. You know, this teacher does reveal the rot that is infecting and in, in just infestating our schools. And like I say, start doing some work to, to figure out how to remove these people by changing the school board to one that will answer to you. Now, on Friday's program, for those that heard, I shared an audio clip also from a video made by a person by the name of Alan Walker. Now, Alan or Lean, Alan Walker is an assistant professor at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. And he is arguing to promote a new term called MAPS, M-A-P-S, which means minor attracted people or persons. Minor attracted persons, MAPS. In other words, those sexually drawn to children under the age of 18, in many cases under the age of 10 or under the age of 6. And, and Walker is emphatic that they should not be ostracized for their attractions. And he is telling everybody that these urgings are thoroughly okay. They're normal. They just don't need to be acted upon. The problem is, and you know it and I know it, that far too often those sexual perversions are acted upon. 
Listen to Walker. I, I don't know if he's trying to be a him or a her or which direction he's transitioning to, but you figure it out. Thanks so much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, first of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. Uh, a lot of people, when they hear the term pedophile, they automatically assume that it means a sex offender. Uh, and that isn't true, and it leads to a lot of misconceptions about attractions toward minors. Um, I've definitely heard the idea that you brought up, though, that the use of the term minor attracted person suggests that it's okay to be attracted to children. Uh, but using a term that communicates who someone is attracted to uh, doesn't indicate anything about the morality of that attraction. There he is, Alan Walker, assistant professor, Old Dominion University, Norfolk, Virginia. He wrote a book on all this trying to promote the idea of the term MAPS, M-A-P-S, Minor Attracted Persons. Now, Walker, who identifies as both queer and a non-binary trans, whatever that is, I don't, that's new to me. I really don't want to know. But he, she, or it, whatever, whatever, said during a recent interview There's no morality or immorality attached to attraction to anyone because nobody can control who they're attracted to at all. Let me tell you something, Alan or Aline or whatever your name is, professor at Old Dominion. Yes, you can. You can choose today whom you serve. If you're serving the lust of the flesh, maybe you don't have control. If you yield yourself to Jesus Christ, maybe you'll find there is actually more to life than just perverted pleasure. And unfortunately, the world in which we live today, this society that has been created around us, that's being promoted, and I don't want to, I know it sounds political, but let's be honest about it. There is one political party in the United States that has gone overboard to promote, to embrace, to indoctrinate this horrible, immoral, and reprobate reprobate behavior. There's no decency left in them. And if you dare say there's something wrong with having your your child put on some kind of a hormone blocker and then surgically destroying their bodies because of some mental illness or urge or thought when I call that evil I'm being called unloving uncaring I'm more loving and caring than you are because those that do go through the trans process and complete the hormones and the surgeries are 44 times more likely to commit suicide So yes, I care. But once again, we live in a world today where life is not valued. We throw it out of the womb into a disposal basket after butchering it. It's infanticide. 
And we have all these pro-choice Christians thinking they need to bless abortion clinics. And you wonder why I'm considering launching a church, because even in the Bible Belt, there are many churches that have abandoned the gospel of Jesus Christ and have started preaching another gospel. As Paul said to young Timothy, the day will come and they will heap upon themselves teachers with their itching ears to hear just what they want to hear. Churches that celebrate your sin instead of telling you how to have your sin removed by the blood of the Lamb. We have a bunch of weak-kneed Christians that just don't want to get their hands dirty, and it's like a kumbaya, let's all get along, and somehow we'll all get to heaven. The Bible is emphatically clear. People like Alan Walker are not a part of the kingdom. People who espouse the things like Kathy Hochul, how can they be a part of the kingdom? I'm not judging. I'm doing it. The Bible says you will know them by their fruits and what they say. It's their own words. God will judge them. But it's pretty obvious to me what is going on. Planning churches is something that I'm going to be getting deeply involved with. And yes, I'll continue the radio program. But you know, right now, to continue, I do need to hear from you. I really do. If you believe in the work that we're doing here, by the way, any, any suggestions on topics to cover, why not send me a direct email, bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. You don't even have to, I mean, granted, there's kind of like a form you can fill out or just send it a direct email. Both work just quite nice. I'd love to hear from you. And if you can support us financially to keep us on shortwave radio, it is deeply appreciated at this time. And the way to do that is you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, and like I say, by the end of the month of September, we'll be changing it. But for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be safe to, to mail. Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. The address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Crestview, Florida, the zip code is 32536. Our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, has that address listed and also other ways you can support us online if you so desire. Keep praying for us as we keep trying to bring you a message of hope and expose the darkness in this world. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.